Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. I got to say, every time the intro music comes on, I do a little doing a little dance you know we talk about updating it jody but i don't i don't know if i want to it's kind of catchy i was dancing i liked it well jody welcome to the show this is the cxr podcast where we bring together talent acquisition <clears throat> talent management leaders uh and you know practitioners to really share what's what's top of mind for them what's keeping them up at night and of course share uh what they're going through things things that they have done or accomplished or lessons they've learned along the way so we're excited to have you on today jody for those who don't know who you are, uh, do you want to give us kind of a quick escalator pitch of who Jody Brandstetter is? Absolutely. So I am a recruiter by trade. I've been recruiting for over 20 years. And in the last couple of years, I've also become a design thinker and an entrepreneur. So I help small to mid-sized companies with creating the best hiring process for them so that they are hiring the right talent so that they can make really amazing business goals achievable. Nice. And how long have you been doing that sort of as an independent, as, as a contract? Oh, it'll be four years on April 1st. Nice. Four years and two books under your belt now. One point. Well, actually, yes, two books <laughs> on my own. And then I've actually published a couple books for other people, too. So I'm kind of that's like my second gig is I'm a publisher. Nice. That's great. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, Hire by Design. So, so we invited you on the show because you've done, um, you're making a little bit of ruckus in the space around design thinking, and it's getting some attention there. But can you explain to folks, because Jerry and I were talking design thinking, one of our uh, member companies uh, came to us a couple of years ago and said they're redoing everything in talent acquisition. <clears throat> they're taking this design thinking approach. And we loved it. We loved how they turned everything upside down. We loved how it changed that productivity. We loved that engagement that, that was a result of that. But we haven't heard a whole lot of organizations going all in on design thinking. So share a little bit about sort of your take on design thinking in the world of talent, right? You can go HR talent acquisition, but in the world of talent and why you think that's important for folks to be paying attention to today. Absolutely. So, so one thing I think everyone needs to understand is they're probably doing some step of design thinking in talent and they just don't even know it. Um, so, and that was something that was kind of an aha moment for me when I found design thinking and decided to make that my methodology of choice to use with my clients. Um, so design thinking to me is the no brainer of methodologies for talent because it focuses on the person, it focuses on the business and it ensures that it's actually feasible, something that can actually be done. And what do we do in hiring? We work with the business to understand what kind of person can um, come into the organization that can actually make an impact in that department in the business. And then we go and find that person. And then with that person, we're explaining to them why they can make that impact on the business and get them in the door and actually start to do that. And that's exactly what design thinking talks about. It's understanding your audience, understanding who you're working with. Um, so in the talent space, that is not just the candidate. I love candidate experience, but guess what? There's other people in the process. 
So you have to look at the hiring manager's perspective. You have to look at the recruiter's perspective um, and be able to understand those audiences so that you can create the best processes, the best experiences, and the best strategies on recruiting talent into your organization. So Jody, if I'm not, um, <clears throat> how do I know if I'm if I'm implementing a strong methodology for design thinking correctly, or if I'm just winging it and I happen to be doing something that is sort of in the design thinking realm? Like, is is there this methodology? Is there this sort of step process that I should go through to do this the right way? Yeah, absolutely. And it's actually a pretty simple process. The first thing is you have to understand what you're trying to solve, right? The problem, what is the challenge? And really kind of focus on what that's supposed to be. Then you look at your audience. You have to understand them. So, you know, can, you can absorb, observe, absorb. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Don't You're welcome that, to people. absorb them. Do not do that. Observe. <laughs> Interview. Um, there's a thing called immersion and empathy to really, you know, get in their shoes and understand their perspective. You cannot solve a problem for someone if you don't know them. And then you have to have the space to be able to come up with ideas. And that's ideation brainstorming, you know, that's where you can become really creative and think outside the box and be able to, you know, come up with a solution no one's ever seen before. And then from there, that great idea has to actually become the solution. And that's where you start to do the prototyping. Um, and this is where I think a lot of people like freak out and say, oh my gosh, I can't make a prototype. But just to let you know, a prototype is a pilot. It is the sandbox. It is a draft. There is so many different ways to do a prototype, um, but take, taking that solution or that potential solution, doing the prototype, getting feedback from, again, your audience, and then being able to pitch it and actually move forward to the solution and actually implement it. And then you kind of have to keep looking at it, right? Because we are human. We consistently change. Um, so iteration is really important with design thinking. And that's where you don't let a product or a solution go stagnant. You're always looking at ways to improve it or to throw it away and try and start it fresh. So it's really that constant, you know, continuous improvement um, focus. Yeah. So Jody, break it down for me, though, a little bit, like when we say design thinking, because for some, this might still be this ethereal uh, thing that people in the HR workshop do, or that, you know, there's a stack of books for in the back of a, you know, Barnes and Noble. I mean, like what, if you were to give it to me in layman terms, like what, excuse me, what is design thinking? And like, how do I know if I even need it? Is it just, I got a problem to solve. So gosh, I, mu I must go to design thinking. I mean, there's gotta be more to it than that. Right. Yeah. So you need design thinking if you are solving a problem for a person. So that could be a new app to a new process to literally as simple as what kind of email communication should I send to this person? I mean, it really is something where you sit down and say, you know what, I really kind of need to understand who I'm you know, serving. Mm -hmm. And then from there, how can I serve them better and make sure that I'm providing what they need? So design thinking can be just as simple. It could be a five minute situation where you just literally kind of go into empathy and think about their perspective and say, this is how I'm going to, you know, craft this email. I might have my, you know, my coworker next to me to look at it, give me feedback. And then, boom, I send it. And I, that could be design thinking. That, 
that simple. Um, I think everyone likes to like make it this big, huge process that takes months and months and months to do when actually design thinking is a simple process just to get to know the audience, figure out a solution, get some feedback, and then implement it. So if I had a challenge, <clears throat> let's go back to candidate experience, right? If I had a challenge with, um, let's say communications that were going out to candidates, right? Or communication uh, that's happening internal to the, the hiring manager, right? Mm -hmm. Just some, some level of communication. How could I apply? Like if we, you and I were gonna sit down and I said, look, Jody, I need some help. My messages, I, I think they're falling flat. Nobody's responding. I've got a low response rate when I'm sending messages out to candidates. Can we apply some design thinking to that? Yeah. So first, we really need to figure out exactly, maybe pick a specific time, a specific communication to look at. You can't really be broad and say, I'm going to look at every communication I send to every candidate. So I would I always tell people, you'll look at um, the areas where you know you're going to be sending it a lot, um, a lot of communication with the, the staff or the, you know, if it's, you can even look at hard to fill positions and say, okay, my communication needs to be on point for this specific developer, right? So pick a very specific section that you can then really be able to, you know, look at and, and appeal to. That also helps you ensure that you don't have to understand everyone's perspective too, right? So you're kind of niching the audience that you're trying to understand. And so that helps you kind of understand, that helps you kind of focus on, okay, if I'm looking at this niche developer position, uh -huh. I need to probably look at my candidate persona, which is a design thinking tool that some people don't know that it can be design thinking focused. We just, we just um, had, we just did a show where we were, I think last week we had Allison Cruz on, we talked about the value of personas across the board. Uh, so you're talking uh, my language, Jay. You're talking my language too, Chris. I, I just did this with a client. Um, we actually did a candidate and a hiring manager persona, which made my heart flutter because a lot of people don't think about those hiring managers in that perspective. But you, you have that niche. That way you can really then find the audience to be able to either, you know, observe or interview or immerse in empathy. Um, so you have that game plan. So it could be that you want to change your perspective and um, empathy. And Chris, you could go and you know, maybe apply to the competitor that has that exact same developer position and see what communication they're providing, right? So you're seeing someone else's company and learning, and maybe that helps you find a better solution to your communication problem. Um, so, so I hear you, I wanna make sure I'm following you. So here you say, get specific right, mm -hmm. on, on what you're trying to address. So get very pointed. Yes. And then, and I keep hearing you use this word empathy. So then we're, we're flipping on the empathy switch or we're, or we're turning that knob to the right to better understand what the, the other side of the equation to better understand what, yes. what's being received or what's being delivered. Yes. I mean, I, as a talent director, my focus all the time was my team. So I was doing empathy. I was looking at the perspective of my recruiter and I always failed <laughs> to look at the candidate's perspective because I was so focused on my my team right so mm. empathy and and really using these different ways to do it so there's you know there's change your perspective it's do it yourself so if you're going to expect a candidate to go through an assessment and if you haven't taken that assessment shame on you because you have no clue what that perspective looks like yeah. right so so there's all these different ways to kind of really understand your audience without even talking to them but 
key is please talk to them. I mean, do some interviewing. <laughs> I mean, for gosh sakes, we're, we're recruiters. We should be able to interview anybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really just kind of taking that time to understand their side and then look at the communication. You know, I did, a, I started a communication study right before COVID and COVID kind of ruined it for me, um, where I was oh, looking at- a lot for everybody. Right, yes. That was just one, one of the million things. <laughs> but I was, I was so focused on understanding what type of communication a candidate wanted at, at different steps where I was ending the process, right? So kind of that thanks, my no thanks, or, you know, confirming that next interview. I was so focused on that. And when I started talking to the candidates, they really didn't care about that communication. The communication they cared about was that those days, weeks where we didn't communicate at all, like they were more excited about getting an email saying, you're still in the process. We just don't know yet from the hiring manager than okay. me sending any other communication. And that from the amount I was able to do, and I'm hoping to pick it back up um, now that we're in a place that we can maybe hang out with people again. Um, but the piece was, you know, they would stay in the process longer if they actually just had communications. So like one of my favorite things that I got from Stacey Zapar was the Friday update where you, you know, grab a beer and just email your candidates and say, hey, don't know anything yet. <laughs> But we are thinking of you. That way they don't have that stress on the weekend mm -hmm. of trying to figure out, am I still in the process? Am I going to get this job? Like we, we forget that they aren't used to being in this process, whereas we're in it every day. Um, so, you know, there was so many aha moments just having those conversations with candidates that I didn't even realize that I was missing um, or we weren't focused on as recruiters that we should be. So, uh, all right. So we get we get specific. We get empathetic and then mm -hmm. we, what, we, we ideate? Is it just a yeah, throwing stuff we, at the wall to see what sticks? Yeah, then we, we do some brainstorming. You throw on your creative hat, you get your juices flowing and you start to think about, you know, what are some different ways that I could be communicating? And you literally do the good, the bad, the ugly. Like this is a time for you to like really just go crazy with ideas because you never know when one's gonna stick. And then you have to get feedback. Like feedback is key throughout this whole process. Like if I have a great idea and then I just go with it and I get no feedback, it's probably going to fail. And we just wasted so much time. So once you have kind of your ideas, you'll either, you know, as a team, make decisions like vote, or you can actually just share it with people and say, what do you think? And then you come up with that idea that you want to move forward to the prototype. And then at that point, so you've been... Now you're creative. Now you're going to be super simple because prototyping should be very simple. It's not the solution. You should not be putting tons of time, energy, and money in it. It should be easy, cheap, and something that you'll just throw away if you don't like it. Um, because this is when you're going to, again, get feedback and say, here's my solution. What do you think? And they can say, did you think about this? Or what about that? And all of a sudden you're like, oh, this doesn't work. Um, so instead of putting all this time, energy, and money into it, you make it simple and easy for you to say, oh, okay, let's start over. Let's regroup and let's go back to the ideation. Or maybe I didn't observe enough. See, I'm saying absurd. I feel like I'm saying absorb every time. Um, so I, I think what I I think what I hear you saying is 
that first iteration, you should go into it knowing it's just the first iteration. Yes. You don't expect this to be a final product. Yeah. You do expect this to evolve. Yeah. And you know what? And if it is a good, pro if it's a good solution, it'll continue to move forward, but there's still evolution to be done. Right. Yeah. You know, like we have seen so many things happen in the past couple of years that we've had to, what they say, pivot. Um, and I tell people pivoting is either is iteration period. Like whenever you have to shift, whatever you're doing, you have to go to a different route. You're, you're in iteration. Um, and so, you know, again, a lot of times people think it's really hard and it's like, no, it's actually what we do every day. Yeah. Well, so should this be done in, um, like what's more effective, a large group, a small group working solo? Like what, what's the best way to do some design? Yeah. It really depends on what you're working on. You know, I have been able to do design thinking on my own, and I've also been able to do it in a group. I think what you have to do is really figure out who are those stakeholders? Who are the people that really care about this project, who really want to move forward with it? And then you need some of those people that who are going to kind of tweak the, you know, kind of get annoyed and you're going to get annoyed with who are going to push you a little bit because they're going to make you think outside the box um, and make you kind of think of ways that you've never thought of. Um, the one thing I would say is you have to make sure everyone's in the space to actually be open and willing to do the process. If you're not willing to do the process, it's going to fail. Interesting. So if I'm a leader or well, shoot, I mean, at any level, effectively, right, based on what we've mm -hmm. just talked about, and I want to get started in this outside of and I want to give you a chance to talk about your book for just a minute, but outside of going and grabbing up one of your books. <laughs> What's the best thing I could do to really learn more about design thinking within within the realm of talent, within my world? There are so many different ways you can learn about design thinking. Um, I actually got certified through IDOU, which is a online course through IDEO, which is a design thinking consulting firm. Um, so I learned from, you know, consultants who do this day in and day out for their clients. Um, so right. they have an amazing program. Um, and it's design thinking for anyone. So, you know, this is something that you can encourage really anyone in your company to do. Um, I just saw that Josh Burslin's Academy has added a design thinking component. Super excited about that. I think it's a little bit more HR driven. And then my shameless plug is I'm actually developing Hire by Design certification through my by design brainery academy so that's actually coming out in april um, where you can do a six-week course and i give you actual ta challenges to then go through the process yourself and at the end have a solution so you really understand the whole thing of what design thinking is and you have a confidence to take it back to your back to your company and actually use it nice well you'll have to you'll have to keep us updated on that in april uh, and shoot it over and we'll share that with our members yeah, yeah. Right. So, but like I said, there's all kinds of different ways. Um, so I love seeing that people are 100% seeing design thinking as a methodology for us, um, TA and HR folks. So it just makes me happy when I see another person sharing this information. I love it. Well, Jody, uh, take us out with a quick pitch on where we can find more information about Hire by Design and HR by Design. So yeah, so Hire by Design is the book that came out in September of 2020, and you can get that on Amazon, or you can message me and I would love to gift the book to you. Um, I'll even sign it. I heard that's special um, when people sign their book. <laughs> <laughs> and um, HR by Design is my newest book that's coming out March 25th. 
Um, I'm actually doing a launch where I'm hoping to make it an Amazon bestseller. So on the 25th, it's going to be a shocking $2 to buy it, the ebook. Um, so if you want a great deal, definitely, right? Amazing. Um, if you want a great deal, definitely check it out there. Um, but you can find me on jodybrandsetter.com. Great. Thank you so much, Jody. We're so glad you joined us. Thank you. It was great. I love geeking out about design thinking and hiring. All right. We'll see everybody else on the community side. Until then, CXR.works. Until that, next week, podcast. Don't miss it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.